Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you willing? Hey gents. Welcome to another episode of Apex Masculinity, a high-performance men's coaching outfit designed to help you show up strong in every area of life. Raising the bar in fatherhood, marriage, finance, business, health, and all things manly. Gentlemen, let's begin. Hey guys, thanks for taking the time to tune in. I know we're all busy in life, so I don't want to waste any more of your time than I have to. Uh, but I wanted to speak on the topic of self-confidence. This is a really important topic for me, and I'm going to get into why here in just a second. But I want you to know that if we're going to achieve our goals in 2022, if we're going to crush life and get to where we want to be, see those epic dreams and goals realized in our life, we have to develop a healthy, robust sense of self-confidence. For me, the topic of self-confidence is so important because many years ago, my life was absolutely substandard, toxic, and bottom shelf. I went to prison, not just once, but twice. I spent eight years mainlining crystal methamphetamines, a bunch of failed relationships. I went from job to job, pillar to post, dope bag to dope bag. Like my life was a mess. And I couldn't figure out why. I couldn't figure out why I walked under a constant cloud of self-loathing and defeat. I couldn't figure out why I always expected to lose no matter what I was doing. And here back in, I guess, 2016, I went on a real deep dive because I continued to self-sabotage, even though I had moved myself away from many of those toxic behaviors there was still this uncanny ability for me to pull the pin on a hand grenade and to throw it in my own lap whenever I would start to hit a certain level of success. And I had to get answers. I needed to know why. So I know we've all got junk in our past, um, you know, skeletons in our closet, so to speak. I'm not going to go into great detail of all that, but I will say that I grew up in a very traumatic, abusive home right? So my mother had me at 16. It was just her and I and whatever boyfriend she happened to be with at the time. My stepfather came into the picture at the age of four, and he was a man devoid of self-control, a man um, known to give into bouts of fits of rage, um, very toxic in the way he spoke, very demoralizing and demeaning with his words, kind of like those, uh, you're a worthless piece of garbage and you always will be kind of way he carried himself, there was a lot of physical abuse, a lot of explosive, tyrannical outbursts of rage and profanity and people putting their hands on me. In the beginning, it was just him. And, you, you know, uh, uh, my mother was kind of heartbroken over it. But over time, uh, she began to pick up that behavior as well. And I ended up becoming the scapegoat or the black sheep of the family where everybody began to dump all of their toxic junk onto and slowly over the course of years began to build in the neural pathways of my brain this idea that I was the root cause of all the sorrow in my family, that I was a piece of garbage and didn't deserve to win. I came to at one point and realized that I was completely devoid of self-esteem, self-confidence, self-image, self-worth, self-respect, self-dignity, and self-identity. And all of that, as I said, as a result of the neural pathways of my brain during the formative years of my youth and development being developed in a way that caused me to think this way about myself. Now, fast forward, I'm 43 now, 43 years later, and I'm trying to build something for myself. And that part of me, that part of you, that self-sabotaging part of you, that part of you that struggles with self-confidence is always there. It's still there. As we, as we grow and mature on our journey of personal growth and development, we pull away from that person, that negative person, as we hit these summits of success in our lives. But before we can get to the next level of success, we always have to face that part of ourselves. 
because there is a part of ourselves that says you can't get there. You don't deserve to be there. Uh, whatever negative self-talk exists within you. And it's different for everybody. So I'm going to ask you guys to be gracious with me as we get into this. But I want you to look inward in your own self and see where these things apply as it relates to self-confidence. Now, I have an outline up here on the wall that I'm going to refer to every once in a while. I don't want you to think that this is unorganic or, or, or disingenuine because I'm referring to my notes. But I want to stay on point. And I want to give you some reasons why you and I need to work on developing a healthy, robust sense of self-confidence in the new year, right? As we talked about advancing to the next level, that guy is always going to be there to meet you, to make sure that you have the confidence and that you're ready to get there. As you begin to grow, and I'm going to just make an assumption here that this Facebook page that I reached out to on personal growth and development, self-improvement is going to have a wide variety of different type of people that are involved in this Facebook group. We're going to have life coaches, high performance coaches, nutrition coaches, uh, mindset coaches, business coaches. We're going to have people that aren't even into coaching. They're just into self-improvement and they're just looking for strategies, tips, and tactics to rebuild their mind, rebuild their mindset and build an amazing life for themselves. So we're gonna just like scatter this across the board for everybody. What I wanna talk about first is what fights confidence? What are the things that fight your ability to be confident in yourself? And if you're taking notes, that's great. Roman numeral outline, Roman numeral number one, what fights confidence. So I've got four things that I want to discuss real quick with you on what fights confidence. The first one is becoming self-aware, just simply self-awareness. And that's a term that's thrown so ever widely and loosely in the personal growth and development arena, but we're going to get into exactly what it means. And it's very simple. Be self-analytical, like take the time to stop and go inward, like inward reflection and look at yourself and see where you're at with these four things that we're gonna discuss. The first one is, in what fights confidence, the first one is negative neural pathway development, right? So as I said, growing up in a toxic home environment and people treating me and speaking to me like I was a bottom feeder over decades, especially in the formative years of your youth and adolescence, that negative talk and that negative abuse will begin to condition the neural pathways of your brain to believe that you don't deserve to be successful, that you're not an achiever, that you're a problem, that you're a failure. And when you become self-aware and you go self-analytical, you have to ask yourself, is there anything in my mind, like from my past that was developed in my mind that would cause me to be in a mental state where I do not believe in my own ability to succeed, right? Negative neural pathways are the core of who you are. Every time you and I experience an event in life, whether trivial or significant, a neural pathway is created in your brain. Every time you touch a stove that's hot and get burned, a neural pathway is created in your brain that tells you that that stove is hot and it hurts to touch it so that that neural pathway can be housed in your memory so that you can draw back upon it at a later date and use it to live, to survive, right? This is the purpose of self-survival. So when you have a billion neural pathways in your brain that have been reinforced over your youth, adolescence, and your young adult, adult years that tell you that you're a failure, you can't succeed, you're worthless, you'll never amount to anything, you can't achieve these goals, those goals are for other people, not for you, even though you may know at face value that that's not true, it's still the core part of your neurological space in your head. And we oftentimes function and make decisions based on the core belief that we have in ourselves that was developed through all the years of trauma and abuse. So when you realize that, you can put meaning to it now. And we're going to go into tools on how to rebuild that later. But now you have some meaning and some definition. You understand that the reason you don't believe in yourself to succeed 
or you or you believe in yourself to succeed at this level, but not at this level, is because something happened in your past that caused you to have that mindset. Okay. And we're going to get into the tools in a minute, but I want you to see that first. Negative neural pathway development in the formative years of your youth and adolescence are a primary cause for not having a healthy sense of self-confidence. The next thing that fights confidence is reliving our past failures. And you and I, if you're anything like me, we're really good at this. Every failure that we've ever had in life, again, is stored in a neural pathway in our head. It's in a file cabinet back there. In addition to that, every success that we've ever had in life is also stored in the file cabinet in your head. And you and I get to this place in life where we're seeing some limited success, like we're growing, we're maturing, we're developing, we're excited about being on this journey. And then the next horizon, like you get to the mountaintop and now you can see further out towards the horizon of what could be, like what the possibilities of success and achievement in your life look like, maybe in your business, in your health, in your romantic relationships, whatever arena of life you are now seeing further out on what the potential could be, and you're excited, right? But before we embark on that journey, we have this talk with ourselves that says, this goes something like this. Is that even possible? Like, like what I have here, I fought hard to get. What's out there that I'd like to have, I don't know if that's possible. I don't know if I can get there. And you have this dialogue within yourself. And the first thing that you and I do will be to go back to that file cabinet. And rather than look at all of the successes that we've had in life to give us proof that it is possible to get to the next level of success and achievement in life, we skip over all of the achievement and all of the success proof in the file cabinet and we go right to the failures. And we look at every failure that we've ever had. And then when we're done, we wonder why we don't believe we're able to get to the next level, right? Reliving your past failures isn't going to help you. We need to learn how to relive and remember the successes. We need to use the failures of the past as tools to learn what not to do going forward, but not to let them define us. My failures from my past do not define me, and they do not define the road to success. All they are are tools to show me what not to do on the road to success. The victories are proof. All of us have them. There's things that you've done in your past. Like if you compare yourself to even 20 years ago, 10, six years ago, you can see growth and change and success and achievement. You need to lock onto those and use those to give you fuel for the fire, so to speak, to get to the next level of achievement that you want to get to. The next thing that fights confidence is not living our truth. Let me explain what I mean by that. You and I, each of us have our own set of core values. We have a moral compass. We have a conscience. Your moral compass may be different than mine, but your moral compass is there. There are things that you have already agreed within yourself are right and wrong. There are things that you have within yourself that you have already agreed are good and bad. Things that are good for you, that promote wellness and growth, and things that are toxic for you that tear down and destroy. Let me give you an example for myself. Alcohol was never um, a drug of choice for me, okay? As I said earlier, I entertained an eight-year methamphetamine addiction, needles, right, went to prison, all that stuff. Alcohol was never a drug of choice for me. But at my age now, I have a core value that tells me, and this is just me, again, I'm not trying to impose this on you or, you know, make carbon copies of myself out of other people. This is just an example. Alcohol for me does not propel me towards my destiny. I have determined 
for myself that alcohol fights my ability to succeed in life. It's a core value for me. It's what I've chosen because when I drink, I'm not motivated. Um, I'm not accomplishment driven. I wake up the next morning and I'm fatigued and dehydrated terribly. And I don't want to go, I don't want to get up and go to the gym and work out. And because it's a core value for me, if I convince myself after a long day's work that I deserve it and I should have it, and I let my flesh overpower my willpower in that moment, and I drink, the next morning when I wake up, I have regret and remorse. And regret and remorse and self-loathing cause despair and discouragement and depression. And those things do not add fuel to the fire for me to be able to succeed. So I have determined that for myself, drinking violates my core value. I'm not living my truth if I drink. Now, I have a couple other things that for me are core values, but my flesh enjoys them, right? And we all have these things, right? Those, uh, those pet habits or pet addictions or things that we know our flesh enjoys. And if we're tired or we have a trigger that sets it off, we'll engage in that behavior. And after we're finished, whether it's immediately after or the next morning, there is regret and remorse for what we did because we have already determined that it's a core value for us to not engage in that behavior. So when we do that, it's like nails on a chalkboard scratching at your core. It makes you feel as though the things that you have determined to do, you can't because your willpower isn't strong enough to make your flesh obey what your will has chosen. So be careful outlining and committing to your core values and know that some of these core values may be things that you've partaken in for many, many years. And just because you wake up one morning and say, going forward, I want nothing to do with this because it violates my core values, your flesh is not on board with you, right? The flesh is its own animal, the willpower, the determination that you have to succeed. They are diametrically opposed to each other, right? My flesh wants to get up and eat a tub of ice cream. My willpower wants to go to the gym every day and be in the best shape I've ever been in in my life, right? I just, I'm, I'm giving you this example so you can see that these two parts of you are not, they're not working together. They are diametrically opposed to each other. And we have to develop willpower. We have to develop determination, but that's not something that's developed overnight. That's a process. Just like learning how to ride a bicycle took you time to go from falling flat on your face to being proficient, developing willpower and determination to overpower the weaknesses that exist in your flesh will take time, right? But just know that not living your core values, not living your truth is going to fight your confidence because when you are discouraged, when you're in despair, when you're in self-loathing, when you're in remorse, when you're in regret, because you committed a behavior or an action that violated your core truth, remorse, regret, despair, self-loathing, those do not agree with confidence. Those do not, those emotions do not inflame or add fuel to the fire of confidence to succeed. So I want you to be aware of what things you're engaging in in your life. And again, everybody's are different. What things are you engaging in in your life that make you feel like less of a person, right? And I'm going to throw a couple out there. And because these are the most popular things that people say fight their confidence, unhealthy eating disorders, uh, toxic relationships, sleeping, like sleeping around with people that you have no business doing that with, um, pornography usage, drug usage, alcohol usage. Those are negative things that when we engage in those behaviors, they fight confidence. Now, on the other side of the coin, though, you have also determined in your core values what the positive things are that you're going to do. I'm going to read every day. I'm going to work out four times a week. I'm going to, uh, you know, whatever it is for you, you know, I'm, I'm going to eat healthy, so to speak. I'm going to go back to school. I'm going to start working on my performance at work. Whatever these things are, you've set these positive goals out for you. And you may not be committing any negative toxic behaviors in your life, 
But when you are not committing the positive ones that you've agreed you need to do, you will feel like a fraud. You will feel like a failure. You will feel like an imposter because you've determined that your core values are to be a better person. And even though you may not be doing anything quote unquote negative or toxic because you're in neutral and not going towards the positive goals that you've set for yourself, the positive behaviors, if you're not careful, you can see that as not living your core values and once again, go into a place of self-loathing, despair, depression, remorse, and regret, which once again, do not inflame confidence and the ability to achieve and succeed. The next thing I wanna talk about that fights confidence in a person is toxic influences. We've all heard the saying that we are the sum total of the five people we hang out with most. And it's true. But listen, you may be the kind of person that doesn't have a lot of friends. Like you kind of work your job and you've got a few associates there that you, that you click with or connect with. But when you get home, you don't really hang out with anybody. And your, your, your five is kind of limited, right? I want you to see it not just as the five people that you hang out with, but as every form of, of influence that comes into your mind. Are you watching garbage TV? Are you listening to toxic music? Like I'm, I'm going to kind of get like in your backyard a little bit here. Um, and I'm, we're not even coming at this with a religious slant or anything like that. Things that you watch on TV, the type of music you listen to, the type of podcasts that you listen to, like, are you listening to the Howard Stern show? Like, that's not going to, that's not going to inflame confidence in you. Right. Um, and in addition to the shows and the music and the media influences that you have, like, let me give you an example. I, uh, I got a guy that I work with and he doesn't like to listen to music. So when we're in a truck together, headed out to the field, I will put on the BBC, the British Broadcast Network. It's a news channel. Everybody's probably heard of it. And when I put that on, so it's like some common ground, we can just listen to the news and see what's going on. Every story on the news channel is Russian invasion of Ukraine, uh, fire in Sudan kills 13 children, um, coronavirus has killed 38,000 people yesterday. I mean, it's on and on and on. And I mean, it's good to kind of know what's going on in the world around you. But if we're not careful, we can go on these media binges unaware. We're, we're not even aware. And then when we're done listening to something, we're like, oh my gosh, I feel so hopeless. Like I've, I'm in such a place of despair. Where is this coming from? It's because you've let all of that negative influence come into your core as a person. So not only is it what you watch, what you listen to, but it is in fact who you hang out with. And this is a tough one for people because um, it may require you to let some friends go. It may require you to distance yourself from family, right? Because you're on, you're on a different journey than those people, right? I've had conversations with people where I talk about personal growth and development and confidence building and achievement and success oriented goals. And, you know, they're good people. I get along with them just fine, but they kind of look at me like deer in the headlights. Like they're just not there. Like they're not in that space yet where they want to grow. They want to improve. They want to become the best version of themselves. They want to succeed. They're not in that place. And if I'm not careful and I hang out with those people and let and just be in an arena where I let them run their mouths and all of the negativity and the sewage that just comes out of people, by the end of that interaction with that person, I have been violated, right? Because their toxicity, their lack of self-confidence, their negativity, their complaining, their criticism, their critical spirit, so to speak, their critical attitude has now rubbed off on me and it affects me. We are constantly influencing each other, right? So you need to be careful who you're hanging out with and who you're associating with and get yourself a network of good people. And we're going to get into that in a minute, ways that you can do that, but get yourself a network of good people that are achievement-minded, that are goal-oriented, that are success-minded, people that want to live their core values, people that want to influence 
themselves, others, and the world in a positive way. That needs to be your new network. Because if you surround yourself with that, it's just going to help you grow in confidence. And that confidence that you gain is going to help you succeed and win in life. Now I want to shift gears and come out of what fights confidence and go into what confidence produces, right? We've explained what fights it, why it's not just, I don't want to say this, um, confidence doesn't come free or cheap, it doesn't come easy. It's something that has to be developed. And it seems like everything in the world around us is designed to steal it from you. Like it doesn't want you to have it because if you have it, you'll win, right? It's almost like gravity. It's a force that's trying to pull you back into mediocrity. But when your confidence levels are up, you can push past the force of gravity and get into the stratosphere of success and achievement. Now we're gonna get into what confidence produces. Confidence will produce in you a winning mindset. Now, if I just leave it there, it's very vague, all right? What is a winning mindset, right? So we'll get into it. We're gonna chop this up into four aspects of a, of a confident winning mindset. Confidence will create in you, number one, deservability. Now, let me go into that. For many of us, <coughs> excuse me, for many of us, and if we're being real honest, we don't believe that we deserve to be successful. Going back to the neural pathways and people with their actions, their abuse, their toxicity, their negative words have conditioned your mind to believe that you don't deserve success that you should just be happy with what you have, that you should continue in your mediocre life and be thankful. And deservability is a two-sided coin in a sense where we don't wanna be discontent because we're not where we wanna be, but we don't wanna be content and believe that this is all we're ever going to be, right? You need to have goals, you need to have ambitions, you need to have dreams, right? We all have dreams. And when you finally get them and you sit down in the quiet of the morning and you're like, okay, here's where I want to be. I want to have a thriving life coaching business. I want to be an author. I want to write books. Um, I want to give speeches on stage. Like I want to influence the world in a positive way. I want to start my own business, right? I want to raise a, a, a first-class family. I want to raise emotionally grounded, academically strong, emotionally secure kids and you have these goals and dreams and ambitions, there will be a voice inside of you that says, no, you don't deserve that. Look at where you've been. Look at what you've done. Look at what you haven't done. Where do you get the goal to believe that you deserve this? Confidence produces the ability within you to believe that you deserve it. And as a footnote to that or a side note to that, I want you to know that perfection is not a requirement to deserve something. You and I don't have to be completely put together and perfect in our journey of becoming the best version of ourselves in order to believe that we deserve the attainment and the achievement of our goals. You just have to believe that it can happen. You have to believe that you deserve it. Now, these two are intertwined. We're going to go from deservability to believability, right? Believability is your ability to believe that it can happen, right? And I'm going to give you an example. There was a time not too long ago where I decided, after going on a deep dive into how the neural pathways of the brain become disturbed through abuse and trauma during the formative years of our youth and adolescence, and how that PTSD and that trauma can actually create a person to be completely devoid of self-worth, self-esteem, self-image, self-dignity, self-respect, and self-identity. When I say self-identity, like we don't even know who we are or what we're supposed to be doing. Trauma can, can start someone on a very toxic and negative path. So I went on a deep dive in 2016 and started educating myself on how do people get like that? And not only how do they get that way, but what steps can be taken to bring a person out of that mindset and get them on a never quit, always win, achieving mindset. 
I didn't have a map. I didn't know how I was going to get there. I just begin to believe that I could get there, right? The ideas and the strategies to see your dreams and your goals realized will come to you on the journey. You just have to believe that you deserve it and you do. And you have to believe that it's possible. Has someone else already done what you're trying to do? Why did they deserve it and you don't? How did they learn how to believe that they could get there, but you can't? Why did they believe for continued increased levels of success and fulfillment, but you don't believe it's possible? Where does that stem from? Here, it's in your mind. I want you to believe you deserve it. And I want you to believe that achievement is possible in your life. The next thing I want to talk about is motivation. When you get confidence, it will create in you the mindset that you deserve what you're after. It will create in you the mindset that you believe you can achieve it. And it will also create in you an energy. Now go with me on this, if you will. Have you ever met someone that was stuck in self-loathing, despair, depression? They had no self-confidence, self-esteem, or self-worth. How did that person look to you? How did that mindset affect their physical countenance? Were they energetic? Were they excited about life? Was it the kind of person that you'd like to spend more time with? A lack of self-confidence will produce lethargy and laziness. And you may not even understand why. But when you are self-confident, that confidence can actually be transposed into an energy that will give you motivation to get up every day and especially in the face of every failure and mistake along the journey, it will give you the energy that you need to succeed. Confidence can be transposed into daily energy to give you the motivation to get up every day and fight through every challenge and every obstacle to see your goals and your dreams realized. I live this every day. And there are days, and, and the reason I'm sharing this outline with you is because there are days when I violate my core values. There are days when I will do things that I know I shouldn't, and I will not do things that I know I should. And the self-loathing and the remorse and the regret and the discouragement and the despair that follows that transposes into a lack of energy a lack of momentum. It fights my ability to be empowered and energized to win. But when I get up every morning and I know that yesterday was a day where I lived my core values and the confidence that was built in me as a result of that I can now take that confidence and get up and use it as energy to propel me through the events of the day so that I can grow and mature in all of these areas that I want to grow and mature in. My life looks like this today. I'm married. My wife is a school teacher. Just went back to school to get her master's degree while she's continuing to teach. I work 60 hours a week in the oil field. I get up three or four mornings a week and at like three or four in the morning and I go to the gym. That's just when my body wakes up. I'm the morning person. By eight o'clock at night, I'm toast. I go to the gym. I get to work. I'm an influencer at work. My skills at work are pace setting, morale, job completion, I've been able to um, 
advance to some degree through the ranks at work. I come home and I have to be a father. I have to influence my children. I have to spend time with them individually. I have to make sure that not only are they being fed and given a roof over their heads, but that I'm taking the time to invest in them on a personal level to develop them to be elite human beings. In order to power through an entire day like that, in order for my wife to get up, get these kids up, I'm already at work, she's getting the kids up, breakfast, getting them dressed, getting them all ready, getting herself to work, being a high achiever at work, staying a few minutes after work to sew up everything that's going on in her classroom, then to come home, to power through baths, dinner, homework, get the kids to bed, and then start her schoolwork, like her college courses, takes an extreme amount of energy. And sometimes it feels like there's no gas left in the tank. Now, I don't know what your story is and what your life looks like, but there's probably times when you're just out of gas. I want you to understand that when you're living your core values, when you're letting the victories of your past give you evidence that you can succeed, when you're engaging in a lifestyle that develops and breeds confidence instead of tearing it down and destroying it, you can use that confidence as an energy to motivate you to power through every day, all the daily goals and the daily obligations and power towards your future goals and your future, uh, you know, the future dreams and aspirations that you have for yourself. The next thing that confidence produces, because some of you guys are probably saying, all right, like, I'm getting there. I'm on the journey. I've made so much headway, gained so much ground, like so much confidence is being built in me because of these things that I've accomplished up to this point. But I can see on the horizon where I want to be in my marriage, in my business, in my life coaching business, in side hustles and hobbies and how I raise my kids, how I show up at work, how I take care of my health, all of these different hats that you and I wear in life. You see where you want it to go and you're encouraged, but you don't know how to get there. Like for me, I'll, give you, I'll just use myself as an, as an example. 2019 was a cataclysmic year for me where the clouds of negativity and my past and the clouds of my future and everything that I wanted to develop and do came crashing together. It was, everybody says 2020 was their crazy year, right? The COVID year, the crazy year. 2019 was my cataclysmic year. And out of that, I decided that no matter what, I'm going to win. I don't care if I fall on my face a hundred times on my journey to get where I want to go in life. I'm going to get up again and again and again to succeed. I want to start a podcast. I have no IT intelligence or savvy at all. Like I'm a 43 year old white truck driver in the old fields of North Dakota. Like technology is not my thing, right? Been to prison twice, meth addict, eighth grade education, like, right. So you get it. But I wanted to start a podcast on personal growth and development. And I wanted it to be for men. Men that had lived the life I'd gone through, had gone through the trauma that I'd gone through, had dealt with the addictions that I dealt with, that were walking under that cloud of self-loathing and defeat. And I wanted to reach them and teach them and encourage and inspire them. But it was just a dream. I didn't know how I was going to do it. I didn't know how I was going to get there. I wanted to write a book. Never done anything like that before in my life. Wanted to start a YouTube channel. Never done anything like that before in my life. Wanted to start public speaking. I had done some limited public speaking uh, things in the past, like going into prisons and um, rehabs and different things like that. That's been going on on and off over the last 15 or so years, but not steady. But it's something that I've done and I really enjoy and I wanted to get into speaking. But 
I didn't know how to get there. But because I was, you know, attempting to live my core values every day, being responsible, letting the victories define me and not the failures, changing my network and being around positive people, making good decisions, recovering fast from the failures, encouraging myself to not give up, seeing increased levels of success. And you got to understand, 25 years ago, I lived under a bridge in El Paso, Texas, with nothing to my name, except a bunch of warrants for my rest and some dirty needles in my back pocket. The guy with the sign, we'll work for food. The guy with the sign, hey, I need another fix. Anything helps? That was me. That was what those traumatized years of my youth and adolescence had created. Now, happily married to the woman of my dreams, going on 15 years. My kids are in great shape. I'm at the top of my game in my career. I make six figures. This isn't bragging. There's guys out there doing way better, right? And, and I'm, I'm glad for that. I just bought a quarter of a million dollar house here in North Dakota. I have my podcast. It's just hit 3,000 downloads. I just started it a year ago. I, do, I try to do one episode a month. I'm very busy at my job. I just got the YouTube channel off the ground. And last July, I published Apex Masculinity Defeats Self-Sabotage, Reclaim True Manhood. And it's a book about not only this topic that we're discussing here today, but so many others on personal growth and development, mindset, trauma, healing, all of that stuff. And what, what was just a dream in 2019, when the cataclysm was over and I made the decision that I was going to go forward and build a brand that was going to influence people to be better versions of themselves, I didn't know how to get there. But because I was functioning from a place of confidence, I began to get ideas. I begin to bump into people that could coach me or drop little nuggets of wisdom on me on how to do certain things, right? And I fumbled through all of those processes, not knowing how to do it. And it was frustrating trying to learn how to do all that stuff and get it and get it onboarded and going. But it's all going now. And I want you to understand that even though you may not know how to get to where you want to go, if you'll function from a place of self-confidence and stay focused in that direction, you are going to get ideas on the way that will help you see those goals, dreams, and ambitions realized. Now, after we've, again, my Roman numeral outline, giving the introduction on who I am and why this topic is so important to me discussing the things that fight confidence, negative neural pathways, reliving past failures, not living your truth, and being around toxic influences, discussing what confidence will produce in you, the ability to deserve, that you, the ability to believe you deserve what you're after, the ability to believe that you can attain what you're after, the ability to translate confidence into motivation and energy to get what you're after, and the ability to come up with ideas and meet people along the journey that will network with you to see your ideas and your dreams and your goals realized, I would be doing a disservice to you if I didn't discuss how to build confidence. So we're going to close with that. First thing I want to talk about, this is simple, yet it is highly effective. It takes time and discipline, but you can start today doing these simple things to begin to develop confidence in you. The first one is you need to rebuild new neural pathways in your brain, okay? Some of you may not have had as a traumatic experience as, as I did growing up where somebody was reinforce, reinforcing to you that you're worthless, that you're unaccepted, that you're unsuccessful. If your upbringing may not have been that traumatic, but you have traumatic things in your past that are constantly trying to define your ability to achieve things. And when you decide you're ready to win 
and you want to gain the winning mindset, you have to overpower the negative neural pathways in your brain that are telling you you can't win with ones that will tell you you can. And if you've ever been to a, a national park where you can go hiking and you can see the signs that point to the trail and you can see that there's no grass on that trail because it is a well-beaten path. It is a well-worn path. For some of you, certainly for me for many years, the neural pathways in my brain were the well-beaten path. The neural pathways of negativity were the well-beaten path. When a decision is needing to be made, I go down that path. I function from that path. When it's time to build new, positive, affirming, courageous neural pathways in your brain, you have to blaze new trails and take new paths. And it will take time, but the grass will wear out on those paths. And at the same time, the grass is wearing out on the pathways of positivity, courage, of affirmation and confidence. And the other pathways of negativity are no longer being traveled. You will watch that the grass will begin to grow on those and they will be less traveled. And you will find yourself beginning to shift from negative to positive. Now, how do you build new neural pathways of positivity? courage, and achievement into your brain. It's very simple. Neural pathways are created anytime you and I experience an event in life through one of the five or six biological data collection sites on your person. If you hear sirens, you smell smoke, you see fire trucks and flames, a neural pathway is created in your brain that tells you what to expect when you experience a fire. The reason for that is self-preservation. Those neural pathways are housed in your memory. And the next time you smell smoke, you can reflect and recollect that memory through those neural pathways. And it will tell you what, what you can expect to smell, hear, see, taste, touch, all of that stuff. Anytime someone tells you that you're a worthless piece of garbage and you'll never amount to anything. Anytime you tell yourself that you can't achieve, you create another neural pathway in your brain that reinforces the idea that you cannot achieve, okay? You need to begin to hear positive, affirming, courageous, achievement-minded words that are going to get into your brain and make new neural pathways. And the more of them you get in there, the more you will function from that place. For me, I didn't even realize I was doing it at the time because my discovery on neuropathways and how they're developed did not come for several years after I started my journey of rebuilding new neural pathways. Basically, I was doing it, but I didn't know I was doing it until years later when I was exposed to the the biological understanding of what neural, neural pathways do for you or against you. I'm a truck driver, so this is easy for me. For some of you, you may have to be really disciplined on how you strategize this, but you need to listen every day to some type of positive, affirming content that is going to build new neural pathways of courage and achievement in your mind. For me, podcasts on my phone, and I would uh, plug them into the aux cord and I'm going down the road driving truck and I would listen to hours and hours and hours of uh, Rewire with Ryan Stuman, Knowledge for Men with Andrew Farabee, uh, Jocko Willink, um, you name it, just um, Dean Graziosi, all of these different, you know, personal growth, Tony Robbins, right? All of these different personal growth and development people that were experts in their space. And, and listen to them share their stories and listen to the stories of the guests that they would have on their podcast and listen to the stories of people that used to live in their car in the Walmart parking lot and then went on to be the CEO of a Fortune 500 company. Listen to the stories of someone that was, you know, working a minimum wage job somewhere and slowly started to work on themselves and build their confidence levels up and ended up being the owner of a very highly successful supplements company or whatever the case may be. And I begin to realize, you know what, if these people can do that, then I can do it too. Like there is 
there is a huge network of people out there that have gone from substandard, toxic, broken, broken bottom shelf living to build an amazing life for themselves. If they can do it, I can do it as well. And you learn little nuggets, little sayings, little phrases, little things that like out of the whole, you know, 15 minute or 50 minute podcast, there'll be one thing that just strikes your core as the word of knowledge for you that day to help you on your journey. Watching TED Talk videos on YouTube, reading personal growth and development books, like um, reading books on how to be more disciplined and how to have more self-control and whatever your toxic attributes are that you have from your past, because I have mine from my past, reading about how they got started, why they got started, how other people are overcoming them. Maybe you need to see a therapist once a month. You know, Maybe you need to join a mastermind group where you're around people that are positive-minded, right? When you do this, you will begin to build new neural pathways in the brain that will cement and reinforce the idea that you can win, that you can succeed. Building new neural pathways. The next one is set for yourself achievable goals. I can't remember the guy's name, but he was a military general and he was given a speech at one of these universities and he talked about how every day he gets up and the first thing that he does is he makes his bed. And that is like the first achievable goal, right? Then he can box that up and put it on the shelf and it's out of the way. He's already won. Something so trivial as that, but that is not something that's going to get um, I, like it's not going to build up on him, right? Because then you go to the next thing. You got to take care of your hygiene in the morning. You know, it's awesome if you can pack your lunches the night before. You know, have a routine, like um, an evening routine that sets you up for the next day. You know what I mean? You have to have a sizable set of daily and long-term goals that you are systematically achieving and winning at. Because when you can set goals and achieve them, it builds your confidence, right? So what are the things? And, I'm, and guys, I'm really just going to throw weird things out there. Like for you, what does the inside of your car look like? You know, I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of poking at myself here being self-deprecating, but like if you're the kind of person that wants to keep that clean and tight and tidy and it it's, it's, it's a wreck, like it's a hot mess all the time, that's going to scratch your core values because you have established that you want this to be a certain way. And when it's not, you feel like a failure. Like I struggle with that myself. Like what are the daily goals that you set for yourself that you have written down that as you finish them, you can cross them off the list and say, everything that I determined to do today, I did. Everything that I chose and determined to achieve today, I did. Now, don't get crazy and write all these things out like, you know what I mean? Some kind of like uh, uh, overwhelming list of things that you'd like to do. And if we get these done, then we'll do these kind of a thing. I'm talking about your basic daily achievable goals and then have some six month, 18 month, three year, right? The five year plan goals and start working towards those. But remember, the daily goals build the confidence as you achieve them. And the confidence helps take you to the big goals that you want to see in your life come to fruition. The next thing is practice gratitude. And we've all heard this a million times, right? Practicing gratitude basically is love the life you have. Best quote I ever heard, love the life you have while building the life of your dreams. And that's where you and I need to be. When you get up in the morning and you practice gratitude, you're grateful for your spouse if you have one, you're grateful for your kids, you're grateful for your job, you're grateful for that the home you live in, you're grateful for the wages that you make. Like you're not discontent and disgruntled all the time because nothing is the way you want it to be. For people like us in the personal growth and development genre, nothing is the way we want it to be. And as soon as you get it there, if you get it to where you want it to be and you get to the top of the mountain, all it does is broaden the view of the next horizon and the possibilities of where all this stuff can go next. And if you're not careful, you can once again adopt the mindset of, man, 
I know where this could be, but it's not where I want it to be. Therefore, I'm going to get up every day being disgruntled because my life doesn't look like I want it to look. That's you. Like, that's me. We achieve our goals in all of these areas of life and get to the mountaintop. And then we see, wow, there's so much more potential for where my marriage could go, my career could go, my financial standing and status could go, my investments portfolio, where it could go, like my health and fitness, where it could go. And you thought you were at the top and now you realize, man, there's so much more, so much more room to grow in these areas. And if you're not careful, you can get disgruntled and be ungrateful, right? Man, if you're breathing, man, be grateful. And if you're on a path of personal growth and development, you're like 10% of the world is even aware that such a thing even exists. Everybody else is going through the humdrum of life, living mediocre lives. They don't want to be better. They don't want to influence more. They don't want to reach people. They don't want to have impact. They don't want to be their best self. They don't want, they don't want to set goals and do the hard work of getting there. You know what I mean? They want to live bottom shelf lives. Be grateful that you're even in the camp of people that are trying to do something exceptional with their life, regardless of if you're there or not, regardless of how far away it is. You're on the path. Be grateful. And the last one we've already talked about it is I want you to begin to consider living your truth. And this is something, again, for me, it's a big deal. If I say I'm not going to do this, I'm not going to do that, I'm not going to do this, these behaviors and choices and actions are toxic, and they fight my ability to be confident and succeed, and I slip and fall into one of those behaviors, I get into the tub of ice cream, as an example, like that's not one for me, um, but I don't know you well enough to share with you what mine are, right? But uh, when you when you do those things and you know you're not supposed to, it will create a despair. And some of you may not even notice what you're feeling, but the next day or after the fact or whatever, there is this feeling of, ah, you know what? I can't, I can't win. Like I, I, I'm, I'm not one of these people that can, that can achieve goals. I mean, look what I just did. You know, like I may as well just quit. I may as well just give up. Or at the very least, I'm just going to slow my momentum. No one is perfect. We all make mistakes. But the more of them you make, the more ammunition you give to that worst part of yourself to argue with the better part of yourself on why we can't win. Don't give him ammunition. Don't give him proof. Live your core values. And if you set goals and say, you know, I'm going to read books on personal growth and development. I'm going to start dating my spouse again. I'm going to start spending quality time with my kids again. I'm going to start working out again. I'm going to start leveling up in my career again. Not only, not only doing things you shouldn't, but not doing things you know you should. And I don't want you to be convicted about this, right? Because none of us are where we want to be. And we're all going to either do things that we shouldn't or not do things that we should on the journey. I don't want you to let that sour you and keep you in a place of depression. But, but I, want you, I, I want you to really try to do what you commit to do because it's going to build confidence in you. And I want to see you win. As you and I build confidence in ourselves, there's going to be fruit from that. You plant a tree, you plant, you plant an apple seed, it grows into an apple tree. At some point, there's going to be apples on that. There's going to be tangible like repercussions for the good choices that we've made. Right? And I want to see you be fruitful. I want to see you live a fruitful life. You know what I mean? As your confidence grows and you start succeeding in life, you start making more money, like your marriage starts looking better and sweeter than it ever has. Your kids are confident, emotionally secure, grounded, doing well academically, right? Your health and fitness, you got your cholesterol under control and you got your weight getting closer to where you want it to be. I want you to let the fruit of those decisions bring you joy, bring you fulfillment, bring you satisfaction. But I also want you to let the fruit of success create in you more confidence to continue succeeding. Guys, I want to thank you for taking the time to listen. I don't know how I do it. I always go longer than I want. But um, if you're interested in more content like this, I have a YouTube channel. It's called Apex Masculinity YouTube channel. And it's not just for men. Like I'm trying to reach men that were broken and toxic, addicted, and completely lost. 
in their self-identity. That was the main goal. But there's a large following of women that listen to the show as well, and they just kind of tongue-in-cheek deal with the title of it. But there's the Apex Masculinity YouTube channel, the Apex Masculinity podcast, and I just published the Apex Masculinity Defeat Self-Sabotage Reclaim True Manhood book. It's available at Barnes & Nobles online, Amazon online. You can pick it up pretty much on the online side of anywhere books are sold. And uh, I'd encourage you to check it out and see what you think. And if this has been an encouragement to you in any way, please uh, message me back. I don't want anything from you. I don't want your emails. I'm not trying to do lead traffic generation, Facebook market. I'm not trying to do anything like that. Uh, I don't want any money from you, anything like that. I just, uh, I want to have impact in your life. And I want you to have impact in my life because we're all in this together. So thank you very much for taking the time. Until next time. Thank you.